From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, Jr., the legislature is back in action for the fall floor sessions. With that being said, the state assembly last week approved some accommodations for Democratic State Representative Jimmy Anderson, who uses a wheelchair. Under the rule changes, Anderson would be able to phone into meetings instead of always having to appear in person. Anderson threatened to sue if the assembly did not help him, but in the end, Anderson and all other Democrats didn't sign off on the accommodations because Republicans threw in a caveat that would limit the power of the minority party to force debate on their bills. So is this issue put to rest? Yes and no. It's put to rest in the the vein that from now on, if you have a certified disability, and you're a member of the assembly, you will be able to phone into hearings as long as you give 30 minutes notice and, and take some other steps. So that part is settled. It'll be interesting to watch going forward how these rules play out. Because, for example, they paired the accommodation with, well, this overall change. Um, they now are going to allow uh, unlimited override attempts. Well, why that's interesting is how's that going to be used going forward right now or before in the assembly, you got one shot overriding a veto. It's not going to really play much this session in terms of overriding a veto by Governor Evers because they lack two-thirds majorities in both houses. Even if you could get an override through the assembly, you probably don't get through the Senate. But for next session, if that rule remains, that could be interesting if the numbers change. Um, also, this session, you could, in theory, run that override vote over and over again and be able to say, lawmaker X, who is being targeted by Republicans next fall, voted against, let's say, the, the Governor Evers' veto of a tax package from some Republic, or from Republicans. You could then run an ad saying they've run those veto override votes over many, many times to say they voted against the, over, the tax packages X number of times now. I mean, those are, those are possible. We'll see how it actually impacts the um, way the chamber operates. But those are options right now or possibilities that people are talking about and wondering how is this going to be used for the rest of this inter- legislative session. Also last week, Democrats in the legislature introduced an agenda for the fall session that includes priorities the Republican majority has repeatedly rejected, including raising the minimum wage, expanding Medicaid, and universal background checks for gun purchases. Democratic Governor Tony Evers is considering calling a special session to take up gun control measures. So are any of these bills going anywhere? And if Governor Evers calls a special session, do Republicans who control the legislature have to come to the floor? No and no. I mean, first off, on those bills, uh, the Democrats don't have any power to push their uh, agenda unless they can get Republicans to sign on. There are no signs of that. Um, even things like medical marijuana, where there is some Republican support in the Assembly. Scott Fitzgerald, Senator earlier, has said that bill is not going to pass in his chamber. So none of those bills are going to go anywhere. And with the special session, you know, Governor Evers, we've been waiting. He said several weeks ago he's going to call them within weeks if Republicans didn't act. Well, it's been weeks. So we're wondering now when's the call going to come for the special session on guns? Well, even if he calls it, he can't force Republicans to act. And there's been no sign at all from Republican lawmakers of breaking on universal background checks or of the so-called red flag laws. And I've asked Republicans about this, you know, 
it's a popular, uh, both those roles are popular Marquette Law School poll we see every so often. I think universal background checks is around 80% of voters support the idea. And the feedback I've gotten from Republicans is that they largely re uh, represent either very conservative or rural areas. And even the ones who have rural areas that are somewhat, you know, swingy between the two parties, that's not a driving issue for voters. They're not going to pay a price for not supporting universal background checks when it comes to the ballot box. So without that kind of pressure, I just don't see those bills going anywhere. In another development, the UW Board of Regents voted last week to begin drafting language that would implement a Republican-backed plan to punish students who disrupt others' free speech rights. The Regents in 2017 adopted a plan that would suspend students for at least a semester if they disrupted others' speech twice. The vote last week moved the plan forward. The final language, though, will be subject to Governor Evers' approval. What do you think he'll do? Uh, his office indicated he opposes it. Uh, that means this is not going to go anywhere. Remember, um, with this rules process, so the University of Wisconsin Board of Regents kind of took a vote on this before, I think in 2017, when then State Superintendent Tony Evers was on the board. He voted against it then. The University the Board of Regents, though, has not amended the rules that they have in place to implement that change. To get that done, you have to submit it's called a scope statement, basically the framework of the of the proposal, to the governor. He has said, as office has said, he opposed it then, he opposes it now. As long as Evers opposes it, he can nix that scope statement and it doesn't go anywhere. At the same time, regents are considering this proposal. Republican lawmakers have talked about doing a bill that would put this into state law, not into the rules, which are two different things. But Evers still has the veto authority over that bill if it passes. And as long as he says no, he's not going to support it, it's not going anywhere. And finally, Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says the Assembly is likely to vote later this year on overriding some budget vetoes that Governor Evers made. Voss says he hasn't talked about specifics yet with members, but what are you hearing as far as vetoes that could come up for override? I'm not sure what they might try to take up yet. Um, the guess for people I've talked to is that it might be something that was politically popular that the governor vetoed that. Republicans think will be good fodder to put Democrats on the defensive. And a lot of times with these votes like this, what you do is you get a Democrat or the other side on the record opposing something that then finds its way into a campaign ad. And that might be part of what the thought process is. If you make Democrats a little uneasy, put them on the defensive, it can make them explain things to voters back home about why they oppose their issue A, B, or C. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.